Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Show Up with Cameron Grand. I'm Cameron Grand, and before we start, I just wanted to remind you all, as I normally do, that I am just somebody going on his own mental health journey trying to help you guys work through yours. But I am not a therapist, so these are just some tips and tricks that I've used on my own journey, and you guys can take them, leave them, it's up to you. That's all that matters. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to say, well, a happy 4th of July to you, because this is coming the day before. So I thought I should say that, because I'm a good person, and we should all be thankful for this great country we live in if you're listening in america if you're not i don't know what your celebration of your country day is sorry posted a comment and i'll look it up but for this episode i decided because i finally went through everything and i was like okay we can finally move to the next section but it's a holiday so i was like this is going to be my last review of mindfulness before we move into interpersonal connectedness and because i was like it's a holiday i want to have a little relaxing time with you all i decided that i was going to continue watching two episodes of a sitcom and i decided to continue watching Modern Family. Why? Because Modern Family is something that you can pop in any episode and you know what's going on. You don't have to like follow along. Whereas Will and Grace is great. Sometimes you need a little bit of back behind the scenes context to get what's going on, which is why I felt like Modern Family was probably the better choice uh, for continuing. Before we jump into that, I wanted to read the synopsis for episode three. It's called uh, Come Fly With Me, which Jay takes Phil on a model airplane excursion with disastrous result. While Manny is at, the, at their house, Claire must get used to the fact that they are actually sibling. And then I will also watch The Incident. Jay's ex-wife shows up for the first time following a nasty incident at Gloria and Jay's wedding. I really like this show and I feel like if you ever just need something positive in your life, turn on Modern Family, just have a little laugh, get away from your life a little bit. It's really good, which is a skill later on we'll address, which is kind of when you, you start making a plan for when you're at your work. Because a lot of times people wait until they're at their worst to start looking for help. Not going to be good for you because usually, as I've said, if you're over that threshold, no matter how much somebody who is trying to help you speaks to you, you're not going to be in a place to listen. So if you want to be in that place, if you want to make sure that you're taken care of in those dark times, make sure you have a plan that you, your body and you are comfortable with just jumping into. For me, I did an interview with Aaron Kennedy because comedy sports is something that I'll go to when I'm feeling down because acting opposite is an important part of you know life so if you're feeling down and it's been a couple of days and you feel like you're just in a rut try to like act opposite go do something happy or if for instance i talked about like dishes being dirty and like just a dirty house and how that makes me feel so i acted opposite i mean obviously it's not the best behind me if you're watching this on youtube but it is better than it was and the whole point is you take little steps to hopefully get to where you want it to be and in order to act opposite because you can either lie in it or you can act opposite and be proactive uh and i'm trying to be on the proactive side of life because life is too short to dwell in the sad things. But again, that just sounded like I was rushing to get past something. You want to make sure if you're feeling something, you feel it completely so it doesn't continue to boil underneath the surface for weeks at a time. Because trying to pretend something's not as big of a deal is a way to keep that with you for a long time. You need to feel everything in this fullest, which is what mindfulness is about. You just want to feel it, you know, completely. And so with that, I'm going to jump in to Come Fly With Me. And I hope if you want, you guys can turn that on and we will enjoy this on the 4th of July. I do have a reason for doing this because I'm not in a place where I want to talk about the 4th of July, not because I don't love America. It's I have my own personal reasons and I will go into that with the first debut episode of I'm feeling like I'm either going to do a season two so you guys know we're on a different skill or just do something, you know, different so you guys get that we're in a different section of our DBT journey. I wanted to wait until next week to do that shift to the next part because I have a little 
a lot of emotion tied into the 4th of July and I didn't want that anything related to that to stop me or prevent me from doing this episode for you because I care about you and it's important that I do that by dedicating and actually following through on the things I say I'm going to. So as I said we're going to start I'm now going to follow through on the fact that we're actually going to start now. Alrighty we are at 120. Uh, this is the scene where Phil is supposed to take out the trash and Claire is like glaring at him because she keeps asking him and he's not following through. Again I've said this before if you want something from somebody they can't read their mind and if you want something done on your time you probably should do it if you want somebody to do it in their time let them get, get with it i understand you're kind of pushing them because they have been ignoring it for a while but usually that's the better way around it because as long as the thing gets accomplished that's really all that matters but i will say in that scene what's funny is i have been that person who is too resistant to stop what they're doing to actually do what they were told to do which is take out the trash so taking the trash and having it in your hand and watching the television as you slowly sneak out of the house i don't know why i'm saying sneaking because they know you're going to throw out the trash it's just funny to me but it's even more funny because Claire just grabs it from him and leaves and that's when she finds out that Dylan's here to visit Haley, their daughter, uh, which is funny because again teenagers are weird in the fact that he's been standing in front of the door and instead of knocking on it he texted Haley and then was waiting for her to come down when there are, other pe there are other people in the house who probably could have let him in sooner but you know forethought is an important skill that some people don't have or choose not to but uh the reason why I stopped it was because I just felt like Claire in that scene is a very good example of pointing what's frustrating you on other people and I'm this is an extreme example because I think what she does is actually really good and you should do this with people that you love the reason why I stopped is it's kind of like she wants the trash to get taken care of and she's getting more and more upset the longer that Phil isn't just taking it out to the point that she eventually can't handle it and then she takes it from him and then just goes to take it out herself. Me, I often find myself thinking about something a lot which is my anticipation anxiety or if I'm looking towards something or I'm uncomfortable and I'm just like want to like have a conversation with somebody or it's an activity that I'm scared of I'll just think about all these horrible things and I'll like imagine a thousand different scenarios it's the writing in me I'm sorry. Usually if you just do the thing it's a lot easier and you, you can get over it which is kind of why it's funny that when she gets over it and just goes to do the trash herself she's then thrown into a new scenario where now she has to deal with the fact that Dylan's over who she doesn't like with her daughter Haley and it's kind of like again with interpersonal connectiveness you'll learn how to deal with that kind of dynamic where how do you deal with your child being with somebody that you're you're not happy with not meaning that you think they're bad but just because you think that your child could do better because sometimes that means you know it doesn't matter what you think if your, your child love somebody you just gotta butt out but sometimes it's really about the way in which you say something is what the problem has happened in order to be a better communicator in order to get what you actually want you have to know how to actually communicate you can't communicate with other people if you can't communicate with yourself and that's all dbt really is trying to teach you is just the tools and ways that you can learn to speak about to, to yourself so that way you don't allow yourself to bully you into being depressed because the world's hard enough you don't need to be adding on to like the strain of the world you know leave yourself alone 232 and i stopped because this is a great example of diminishing somebody's hobby because you don't understand something i would be careful with how you say especially because in, in this scene with gloria and jay jay is a you know a tiny aircraft enthusiast and uh, manny asks to join him but manny sa and he says no because you have to really know how to fly something in order to get along with these and then manny's like uh it's the box is 12 and up well you jay didn't know that and apparently that's a huge deal from him but Gloria's just like it's fine let him go do his hobby because men need their hobbies sometimes we need to put aside our own preconceived notions and allow somebody a 
to show us how much they really care about something. Because in that scene, Gloria is comparing Jay's hobby to her previous husband, Javi. His hobby sounded really a lot more adventurous and cool. And then she's like, oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, Jay has this tiny little plan uh, that he likes to play with from a, f a safe distance. And he's not like wrestling an alligator or doing these dangerous things. And the reason why I said be careful with that is because it sounds belittling. And you don't want to belittle somebody's hobby because that's something that's important to them. And that's also where I feel like a step I might have missed in this is for mindfulness. Uh, you might want to sit down and just think about what are things that matter the most to you when you know that answer like what are the things that you care about the most and if people don't have the same appreciation or people belittle these certain things you can't stand and you just don't want to be around them in order to get to that point where you then know how to set a boundary if you have like no choice but to keep them in your life but you want to make sure that you know how to establish that so that you can get more grounded 405 interesting that it took them four minutes and five seconds to get to the intro because usually in a sitcom the first part of an episode is just like the joke but it's cool that this one like kind of changes that thing and usually and now it's part of the story of the actual main episode phil is trying to get along with his daughter's boyfriend, Dylan. And then Claire's like, well, you seem to be really want to be like up and cool with her boyfriend, but you really haven't really tried to get anywhere close to my dad. And we've been married, I think they said 18 years. Interesting. At the end of the day, after 18 years, a relationship can only be changed so much, but it, it does seem like when you're scared of somebody and you have preconceived notions about who they are and what they will say yes or no to, you kind of separate from them. That's a good example of staying in the moment because you cannot know what's going to happen after you've asked a question have the scenario that we think might happen and then we have the bad scenario that might also happen but uh, take it from me who has anxiety about like thinking about doing anything i swear to you the result of saying something to somebody is way better than the millions of different other ways that you've thought about in your head because it's never just one other version usually it's a thousand and you're just driving yourself crazy i think that it's great that when she's like we well, never want to hang out with my dad his first instinct was like you know what you're right i was trying to do this with, with our daughter i should be a man of my word and i should go and see what your dad's up to so we can hang out today and i think that's admirable 712 uh, this is a scene where phil is basically in the house but he doesn't know what to say because he's still terrified of jay jay's like you're just making me feel really uneasy just standing in the corner watching me just sit here on the couch and hold the wing to my airplane while I finish assembling it. What's funny is I have been Phil in this situation because I'm, I consider myself socially awkward. So usually I'm like, oh, I don't know who to be in this scenario. So I'm just going to be observing until I know where I need to fit in in the situation, which is why when I'm in familiar territory, like if I'm in somewhere related to acting or filmmaking, I'm very outgoing because I know how to communicate with these people. When I'm not in those settings, it's harder for me because I'm like, I don't know anything about these other people so I have no clue how to connect with them that should tell you how far away Jay and Phil's relationship is the fear is what's holding Phil back because he's has not had a close relationship with Jay for a very long time but you have to move forward in order to fix that 843 this is the scene right after Mitch and Cam are in Costco they're going through it and Mitch is just being a real downer he's just like Cam calls him a snob uh because he thinks that Costco is beneath them or it's like why would they need so much stuff and as most people who walk into Costco for the first time and don't know what it is to buy something in bulk, you don't realize what you can actually get for nearly the same amount of like as buying it by itself in the store, but buying it something in bulk. And I just find it interesting. And this is actually a great example of allowing past notions to affect your present self. Because obviously Mitchell has 
previous uh, like ideas of what Costco is. But when he finally gets into the Costco and sees it for himself and allows it to actually affect him once he decides to drop his snobbish behavior, that's when he realizes, oh my gosh, look, oh, it's this paper shredder I wanted. And he's like, oh wait, look at all this other stuff that I wanted. Really, once he dropped his past conceived notions and just stayed in the moment and observed what was going on, that's when he actually allowed himself to be opened to the possibilities of happiness and like the little high you get from shopping. 16 minutes and 30 seconds in, and this is the part where we realize the fact that Claire is talking to Manny about the fact that her daughter is just trying to provoke her. She's not actually trying to listen to her and figure out why she needs to wear a dress to a wedding. The reverse is also true, where Alex doesn't want to wear a dress, and she's talking to uh, Gloria, and she's pressing Gloria with questions, and Gloria is answering, but she's trying to get her to open up to actually tell her the truth as to why she doesn't want to wear a dress. And I think it's like, I feel like I find that parallel really nice, especially when you realize the whole point is they're not listening to each other, and the joke towards the end of it is they finally realize that with both Claire and Manny, and then also with Gloria and Alex. But when you finally get Claire and Alex in the room together, it's back to the fact that they're not actually listening to each other. That I wanted to point out is sometimes we get these narratives in our head that aren't actually the truth, and in order to change those narratives, we actually have to give ourselves the opportunity to find something different in a moment. So basically, Gloria took Alex out to get a dress to try to convince her to have a dress. And that is what Claire agreed to when she said Alex could go. And then Claire spent that time with Manny talking about just trying to figure out what their dynamic was. And she says, sometimes I feel Alex just wants to provoke me. So that's a narrative that, that Claire is already allowing to exist in her head. And that's what she lives on. Because she's not taking Alex for her present self. She's taking Alex on her previous experiences with her daughter. Sometimes it's like, can help save you from some bad situation but sometimes it also prevents you from allowing new moments to happen because really what happened was alex went out with gloria and they got their mission accomplished and then uh, while claire changed her mind to let allow alex not to wear a dress she took the fact that alex got a dress as an, a direct attack on her when it wasn't it was just them following through on the thing that claire previously agreed on because claire already had that narrative in her head she didn't see that Alrighty, we are at the end of the episode it ends with a heartwarming moment where well not really heartwarming because it starts with with the uh, Jay coming in after hitting Phil in the face with his uh, airplane. But the heartwarming part is the uh, Gloria says, why have you never told your son, being Phil, that you love him? Well, and then Phil's, Jay is like, who said love? I, I might like him. And the reason why I like this is because sometimes we take for granted that people know how we feel about them. And because of that, sometimes we don't realize the way that we affect those people. And so we start doing things that we might think are what we do with family but because we don't share or express those emotions with them, they don't feel that way back towards us because they feel like you're just assuming this role with them when you have never actually shown them or treated them as that title would suggest, which would be like Phil would be AJ's son-in-law. And then it ends with, oh, well, Mitch walking in with Cam and saying, well, that's funny. You've never actually erased my boyfriend either. Uh, Gloria's like, well, yeah, Cam, you jump in there. Like, come on, Jay. Like, come on, Jay. Look out for your family. And is Manny's also your family? So then all three of the, like, basically the children in the show that aren't actually Jay's children have this like heartwarming moment where like Jay kind of accepts them as they are into this family which I like because they kind of jumped in the middle of this with like the whole show of modern family so you don't actually know how these dynamics work which I think is a great storytelling because then you can go anywhere with it but I also like the fact that they're kind of showing you like the beginning of like accepting something these new relationships and like taking them as they are rather than what you think them to be and then when relationships change you allow them to and you allow people to change those with you and that's what mindfulness can teach you is how to accept things as they are not how you wish they would be because 
you feel like past moments were made you more happy than the current moments are. The reality is because you're obsessed with those past moments, you're not allowing the present to affect you in a way, open you up to a new way of experiencing happiness. So in order to do that, you can't dwell on the past. You have to take every moment. For instance, Claire knew that Jay lied about uh, accidentally hitting Phil in the face because he's like, well, you threaded a needle. That's like your number one trick. You've done it a million times. You never hit anybody. Like, so that's how Claire comes to the conclusion that Jay must have done it on purpose. So that's like kind of learning from the past, which kind of pushes Jay to finally be honest. And he's like, I don't know why he's trying so hard. It does irritate me. And he's like, well, he just wants to be accepted because we've been married for 16 years. And that's kind of like, again, when you finally listen to the people around you and actually ask them what's going on, you allow yourself to be open to those kind of bigger moments. Alrighty, we are now into episode four, the incident. Here we go. Alrighty, we are 44 seconds into the sec of episode four. And I stopped it because this is the part where Haley and Luke are getting along very well in the living room. And it's Claire and Phil in the background just watching their kids being like, what's going on? Why are they being so nice to each other? And then you can see Claire with a mug of coffee and she's just like reveling in this moment because I'm assuming it happens so rare. And I feel like this is a good example of like taking the present moment for a gift that, that it is. Because she's not like trying to like linger. She's just like, oh, well, let me just like take this in and just observe this while it's happening because it's so rare. I want to like see what it's like when my kids actually get along with each other, which she might have missed if she was lost in her the previous dynamics of their relationship with each other. I love the setup for this joke at the end of 145, which is basically, like I said, they were clinging on. They were just like embracing the happy moments. And then uh, I believe her name is Dee Dee shows up and literally a bird hits the window. The two kids that were having a great relationship suddenly are back to their old ways of hating each other. And then Cam makes the joke, but last time that Dee Dee was there, Magnus in the fridge rearranged themselves to a pentagram, but he didn't actually get to that word because he's like, oh, grandma, because he saw her. And then I was like, that's such a good setup for a joke. But it's also an example of, oh, the good times are happening. Oh, and then now we're in the bad time. And you can have that like quick change around, but it hurts a lot less if you allow it to be like the reality of the moment rather than, oh, I'm in the happy. Now I'm going to get upset by the fact that I've lost it. It's good to just live in the moment and just like allow like the back and forth because usually it is a give and take. And it's important for us to allow those things to happen so that they don't like affect us so much when we have those swings back and forth. 508, and this is the part where we finally know what the incident is, is with the Dee Dee because she basically ruined Jay and Gloria's wedding. One, I say kudos to the cinematographer because it's brilliant like home video footage and it sets up the complete dynamic of the episode. But I just find it funny because Dee Dee says she's there because she's trying to uplift her spiritual journey and part of mindfulness is about your own spirituality. And it's important for me to note that that's whatever your spirituality is. So like you can use mindfulness in any religion. It's all just a way of like viewing your life and the way you use your mind and you can utilize that and because the whole point is you want to be connected with something outside of yourself to help you feel grounded and in the present self and some people experience that in different ways and so it's basically anything that works for you is a good uh, mindfulness tactic and I did like that even though she's struggling with finding herself she is saying I'm doing this because I'm trying to be there for me and I, I feel like my spirituality would get stronger if I made up for this bad incident that I ruined my ex-husband's wedding and also 
a lot of like things that are not okay were said about Gloria. So, I'll, and I don't know if she feels guilty about it. I don't think so because I know their dynamic, but like, you know, sometimes you owe people an apology, even if you don't agree with what you said might be, have been offensive because at the end of the day, you say things because you find them a certain way. If you're in front of a crowd or, and somebody gets upset, I know that it sounds false, but I have apologized to people because I'm like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. That's not why I said it. I'm, I don't want to apologize for how I feel, but I do, or like the joke I made because I didn't think it was funny, but I did not mean to hurt you in any way. And like, that's why validation is important because you need to make sure people know that you're seeing and hearing them and, and like you actually do feel like guilt and remorse for hurting them in any way, even if the the way that you view that same scenario is different. But obviously Dee Dee does view this like, like wedding incident as a bad thing and which is why she wants to make amends for it. I will say we are at 8.35 and that it's the scene after Dee Dee convinces Mitchell to basically pave the way for her to apologize to everybody. And the reason why I don't agree with this is because if you were trying to apologize to everybody and you're trying to make amends, I feel like for you to actually get closure, you have to be the one to approach people. You, you shouldn't send somebody else to get them to along like to a certain like meetup place. And the reason why I say this is because basically you're making Mitchell the messenger who receives all the problems people have with you because he has to bear that brunt for them to actually get in a room with you. And the reason why I don't like that is because sometimes we forget that because we're asking this of other people, we're not seeing the effect it's causing on the person that's the messenger. I do feel like Mitchell gets put in the brunt of a lot of situations because of Dee Dee because he wants to believe the best in his mother, but his mother doesn't always do right by him. And I feel like a good dynamic would be, okay, I know you want to make up with everybody and I know that we have dinner on this day, but can you go around and ask them to like, like join? Because I've given you the like where it is when we meet up with each other, but I feel like it would make them feel a lot better about hearing you out if you're the one that asks and tells them that you would like to show up to talk to them and like make amends for that situation. I also feel like that'd be better for your own personal like spiritual and mental health growth if you make that step because another huge thing with mental health is advocating for yourself because when you don't advocate for yourself you make it so your mental health is at the mercy of other people and you are in control because you are the one that needs to show up for you. Why everyone? Because you matter. 1020. First stop on Mitchell's uh, like apologizing um, express. Somebody who wants to point this out because I feel like it's the worst thing you could possibly do, especially if you are trying to actually apologize and not just trying to make yourself feel better. If your first instinct to get somebody to talk to you is to guilt them, because he says, you know how mom like gave up a career to raise us? Those kind of like things upset me because you're trying to make somebody feel guilty so they will do what you want. And that is not how good relationships are built. That's how like toxic ones are built because you should be able to talk to somebody and be honest with them without needing to guilt them into being there. Otherwise, that relationship probably is not one that you should have because you're supposed to lean on each other, especially people that you're close to. You're not supposed to like pretend to be a certain way or like like have things tallied up and see who owes you next or which one it's on this time. You know, I don't like those kind of guilt things. You should never guilt somebody to get, to get what you want, especially family and friends. We were at 1835 and I stopped it. This is right after Dee Dee apologizes to Gloria. And you think that would go over well, especially because as you see, Gloria accepts her apology because earlier that day we saw Manny get back to people who put a mustache on his face while he slept at a party and he got back at them by lighting their pike on fire as revenge.
revenge, but he's supposed to be a prank. I don't think lighting anything on fire is ever going to be conceived as a prank, but, you know, Manny is a child and he's learning. One, I wanted to commend Gloria for, you know, accepting an apology from somebody, especially somebody who ruined your day. Because if you watched the beginning of the episode, you can see that she, like, basically destroyed the wedding cake, got really drunk, started swinging her arms around trying to hit people who weren't there. Like, it was very bad. So, like, but she obviously wanted to forgive her because it's not going to carry those things with you, especially after her own son Manny just did things for revenge. She's like, I don't want revenge. I don't want to feel negative. So I forgive you, which is very big of her, which I don't think Dee Dee could stand. So then she tries to attack Gloria again. When they finally get them apart, I will say Dee Dee tries to continue to apologize. She's like, I don't know what came over me. I feel like you stole Jay from me. And Jay's like, well, you, no, Dee Dee, we were both in a relationship. We had been growing apart for years. She didn't steal me away from you. Of all people, Dylan cuts in and try and says, I know how, how you're feeling, Dee Dee. And then he's going to play a song with, it's going to be interesting. Okay, everyone, that is the end of the episode. And obviously Dylan starts off by making a good impression because he says, oh, I just want, like my family doesn't even talk to each other. And you guys are like really accepting. You accept everybody from like foreigners, he says, then two gay dudes. And then obviously people who are kind of nutty. And I was like, well, that is good. And like, you just accept people in your family as they are. And you try to navigate with each other because of that. And I do agree that that's a good thing. But then he goes and, you know, destroys the good impression he made with uh, Claire and Phil by singing a song that's basically telling the parents that he just wants to, like, do their daughter. And it's a hilarious turnaround for a joke because, like, Haley wanted to go to a, a concert with him and then immediately Phil and Claire changed their minds and were like, she will never go anywhere with him, which is hilarious. That's it for that episode. And I just wanted to, like, say I hope you guys have an amazing 4th of July. And I really hope that you'll find a way to accept the people in your life as they are. They'll try to stay more in the present and then try to be present when you're telling people what you need from them. So that way, if you send them away, like to get a dress and then they come back actually with a dress, you don't think that they're trying to spite you. They're just trying to do what you ask them. And that comes a lot from not actually hearing people in the present moment, but actually hearing them from our past selves and dealing with our own personal narrations in our mind. And so that's why it's a good point to evaluate what's happening in the in the present, which is what Dee Dee did in this episode because she kept checking in with Mitchell to see whether or not she was over-exaggerating how she's feeling because she doesn't have a good like sense with anybody in her the family, which is strange because Claire is her daughter and then she was married to Jay, so she should know how he is but apparently, no, she just has always sent Mitchell to like deal with things that she kind of ha handled the wrong way. I'm going to leave that with you because that's a what better way to enjoy a family holiday like the 4th of July than today with like celebrating modern family if you're listening to the radio version i decided to end this because i've mentioned her so much the song has impacted me so much that i thought it would be a great idea to end this with the song it's okay by nightbird because i mentioned it so many times i thought it'd be a great way to celebrate and honor life and you'll get what I mean more next week um, because that's kind of what I'm doing, but I don't want to talk about it until next week. And I will see you guys then. And with that, I will play you guys out with the song and I will see you guys next time. Bye.